0: blog talk radio
1: it's time for standing on my soapbox the daily rant and radio show we talk about all of the good bad and the ugly of current events join your host scott fullerton and co-host craig hurley you our listeners are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m eastern standard time monday through friday That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott
2: Fullerton, and
1: co-host, Craig Hurley.
2: Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. Today is Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. Happy hump day to all of y'all there. I hope you have a great slide into the weekend here. I'm Scott Fullerton, your host, and in just a little bit, we'll be having my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley, joining us. We're here every Monday through Friday for you at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern Time for an hour of great talk radio, where we talk about all the news, politics, and pop culture stories of the day, and invite you to give us a call and let us know what's on your mind, either about those stories or one of your own. You can call us at 347 nine eight nine zero one two six that's three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six so let's go ahead and stand up on my soapbox and start talking craig hurley how the heck are you
3: doing okay sir doing okay how are you man
2: i'm doing very good thank you just kind of uh chilling like a villain here relaxing uh getting ready for a second yeah. round of debate i saw the first round of debates last night and uh just did stuff around the house today, you know how it is take care, yeah, take care sorry. Of taking I, I, care
3: I miss the uh debates how they how they how the how the first round of the white Democrats go.
2: It was all right. I thought it was pretty good. I think it was a very um good comparison of uh, progressive versus moderates uh, I think okay. Bernie and uh Warren didn't go after each other at all. They were kind of on the same page. Either backed each other up a bit to give their progressive okay. ideas, which I thought was fine. How and did Buttigieg? How did
3: how did Mayor Pete do?
2: Didn't shine. Didn't do bad. He had. He was. Right. He was the uh, subject of Twitter or of of the internet because he like he must have like um, was sweating and kind of brushed. Uh, brushed his brow or something and smushed a nap. There was nap on there. He had this little brown spot in his head for half the debate that it disappeared for the second half. So he's thinking. And was, nobody told him.
3: Nobody bothered nobody to just them, walk up and say, really excuse me, Mayor, yeah. you have. Yeah. Except for what? Uh, 15 million people. Mayor exactly. Buttigieg. You have a nap squished on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, wow. Uh, but he had a couple of good couple of good points, but nothing stellar. Um, I think right. um, Tim Ryan, my uh, my guy here from Youngstown, that represents Youngstown area here, who I'm pretty good friends with, he did probably his best night of his campaign. Um, I thought he brought some great points against the progressive arm because, like he's saying here in Ohio. Um, part of the health plan for all that Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are touting has eliminates all private insurance. And as Tim was saying last night, a lot of the union people, they've given up salaries for better insurance and everything through a lot of their private insurance. And it's going to be hard for them to give that up because they've given away money to get insurance. So they're not really, Keen, that's or they deserve I think
3: reimbursed company. reimbursed in some way, especially if they haven't used right. said insurance, which right. a lot of people so, who pay um, for insurance don't ever use it.
2: And I think that's how 45 won a lot of the Rust Belt. Because of that, I think people aren't really paying attention to what people's actual needs are. So i was glad that Ryan right. brought that up because I think that's a true statement. And the other thing you brought up against Progressive, which I also agree with, um, he said, most of you up here, and especially Warren and things, are for giving um, illegal aliens free health care. He says, uh, I think that I have a lot of people in my district here in Northeast Ohio can't who affo- can't afford their own health care, and you're going to give it away to right. illegals for free. You should be able to let them pay for it, have the option to get it somehow if if illegal aliens that are here want to get it. There should be a way to get that. Undocumented, baby. So they
3: say, I'm undocumented, r- undocumented, right?
2: undocumented. <laughs> better word, yeah. better word. Um, but uh, but he says, I have a lot of people in my districts here, which is very true, that can't afford their own health care. You want to give away free health care to undocumented immigrants? That's not going to fly. So I thought those were two very strong points. Yeah, but I think
3: he isn't he saying isn't he saying that we're going to give it to the citizens first? And then give it to just anybody that actually makes it to our to our land, onto our uh, into our country. Isn't he saying, he's who's saying give that? it to the is Bernie and Warren first? saying that? Who are you
2: talking? Yeah, Bernie I'm, 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 that, I'm
3: asking. I'm asking. Yeah, aren't they saying I, that? I read their that, plan that, Everybody close gets enough. it first, and then they're going to give it to undocumented immigrants as well.
2: I don't think it's that far dialed down. I don't know if it's that specific. I don't know about it enough to tell you that answer
3: um but yeah no they need to like give it, it to everybody, everybody first kind of and on. then and then we can talk about any right. other immigrants uh, documented or undocumented anybody so and then we can talk right. about that later but it's anybody who's already here and already a citizen should be getting if you're going to socialize your healthcare, then that's everybody that's everybody that's covered and including uh, you know just now like you just were saying you know, undocumented immigrants so, and I, right. I, I think that's what he's saying. I think that's what he and Warren both are saying, that everybody else needs to be covered before, you know, that happens, of course.
2: Yeah, I think it needs to be a little more clear on that, though, because I don't think that is clear because yeah. a lot of people are thinking that's the way, that's the, way the talking points are.
3: And that oh, could no, be from that the should, other yeah, side, it that could that be whatever. But but be, yeah, that should be, absolutely be cleared up. I mean, that that should definitely be cleared up. Yeah, he needs to cover right. everybody else first. You can't you can't go covering an undocumented immigrant before you cover a US citizen. That's it. Right.
2: Um the progressives yeah. kind of tried to coin wish list economics, to this plan Okay. Um, that they weren't be able to pay for, which I thought was clever but reminded me of I don't know if it's gonna work and especially if you don't want to use it against your own. Uh, Warren had a good line one of the I forget the governor or whatever I don't remember which one it is one of the governors that doesn't like the progressive thing or whatever was talking about how the progressive thing couldn't work and Warren did have a good line though and said I don't understand why someone would choose to run for president if you only focus on things that you think can't be done you gotta you gotta be able to work on on trying to find the
3: impossible and find a, a ground in between where you're at least doing something. Yeah, find a but solution. It was that for, for right. Find a middle ground. Find a solution. Uh, you know, uh, all all negotiating of of con- these are all contracts. So all negotiating right. of contracts. Uh, you know, I, I mean everything. Uh, the Bill of Rights. It's a freaking contract. Constitution. It's a freaking contract. You got to keep negotiating on both sides. Everybody, exactly. you know, has to lose. Uh, something on on each side in order to actually have something that works. You know, y'all you, you right. have to give on each side, and ultimately, and from what I found, no one's happy <laughs> when you when you get done finally negotiating and you get done going through all the steps. No one is happy. So yeah, we've talked we talked about that. Everyone should be a little deal.
2: unhappy. You shouldn't be a lot unhappy, but everyone should be a little unhappy they didn't get everything yeah, no, wanted. You should just, just be
3: satisfied you that you're actually getting that you're actually getting some, something done. Right. You know, that's that should exactly. be first and foremost that both of you are working together whatever the argument is with the contract negotiations. So, yeah, just the fact that you're actually talking is a cool thing. Right. Um but beyond that, you know, everybody gives in everybody and there's no there's no real taking It's all – there's a lot of giving when it comes to negotiating contracts. Right. You have to give up stuff.
2: And actually, I thought Buttigieg's best line of the night, which was true – it's not going to help him get elected at all – but was true and scarily true is we can have the best policies out there. But until we have a mechanism to pass those policies, it's not going to happen until we either control both parties uh, both of or both sides of Congress, Senate, and – uh, um, house representatives we can have all these Correct. great ideas you want but president does not write laws or policies um the congress does and if they can't get it through that there's nothing we're Correct. able to do as president so we have to support these people so i thought that he made a great point on that disheartening but it was a it was a serious and true point and then probably last but not least i would say that marianne williamson girl the one that's kind of Hippy Dippy writes uh, love love books or whatever, and spirituality books and things like that. Um, right. She was the biggest on social media the night. She was very peace, love, dove up there. Had a couple of great talking points that were just made you feel good. And she was like, um, out of 49 out of 50 states last night during the debate, she was the most Googled candidate. So she made some inroads. Now, she didn't say anything really important. But she did kind of make you feel good, fuzzy, fuzzy feel good. So, uh, <laughs> well, that is bit... very
3: important. No, that's it very is important for a president. It's
2: important, and, and it's, got <laughs> it's, point, it's very important
3: it's to feel warm and how to fuzzy. register? Uh, uh, unlike, unlike, the prickly feeling that I get when I look at my current president. So.
2: Right. So if you're Google, if you're icky, prickly, Google in yeah. forty-nine out of fifty states for a while, that's pretty good. Uh, of all the, of yeah. all the candidates. So that's not doing too bad. So overall I thought it was a good debate. I'm waiting for us to get down to lower people to get down to maybe six, eight good candidates tonight. We have the other 10 coming on. We talked a little bit yesterday. We have Kamala Harris versus Biden versus Cory Booker. Um, as the big three in there, we also have a bunch of the other ones in there, Gillibrand and, uh, the girl from Hawaii and uh, a couple others in there, but, um, We'll see what happens tonight. Tonight is round two, and we'll see how that goes. I didn't think there was any knockdowns, knockouts last night. I think they all did pretty well, but uh, we'll have to see what happens on the next debates. Um, I did look up today. I think it's September, uh, near mid-September is going to be the next debate, and it's a real tough call. Like Tim Ryan, I don't think, let's see something happens. We we'll won't be on the next debate stage because it goes from uh, you need to have 130,000 unique donors from 20 states, um, at least 400 of them from 20 states. So right. it's a lot. Part and you have to be in two percent of the polls of three, uh, three of the four polls that are coming between. This debate, next debate, and he hasn't pulled over one percent. So, like, it's going to knock out a, quite a few of them for next debate in September. So, I'm yeah, kind of looking like forward to that, to be honest with you. Um, I hate that it's become a numbers game where you have to raise so much money, but it's also just about supporters. You only have to have everyone give you five bucks; they don't have to give you a jillion dollars, but you just have to have that many people that have donated to you, at least a buck. Correct. Uh, 130,000 people. So, I, it's not not as bad as it sounds, I guess. But anyway, so that's it. It was a good night. We'll see what happens tonight. I think, like I said, uh, they're all looking to see what happens. They think Kamala, who had a knockout punch against Biden last time, will see if she'll try it again this time or calm down. So we'll see if Biden tonight is a little more energized than he was last time. they um, are going to see if Cory Booker has been trying to get on Biden for a while, tried to continue to do that. So that'll be that'll be what to watch for tonight. We'll see what happens.
3: Sweet. Yeah, at least it'll be a little more diverse tonight. A little more. Yeah, you're going to have some diversity.
2: And honestly, they did all they did all jump on Trump last night. At least mentioned they have to defeat him, but they didn't really do any of his policies. Like they were talking about the healthcare plans, the progressive versus the other ones, but they didn't say how bad. Trump is with healthcare. They didn't really do any policy problems with him. So I'm hoping tonight they'll kind of go into Trump policies and what's going wrong with it. They need to start differentiating why they're better than Trump. They're still talking about why they're better than each other, which I guess is okay when you have 24 people running. But I just want to get into the next place where we say why we're better than no, Trump. But what, be is
3: trending, what is trending is lost Trump history. Hashtag lost trump history and i never you know i don't i hardly ever say his name so it's hashtag lost trump history because since he alluded to being one of the first responders to (laughs)
0: 9-11 which i'm
3: still finding very funny um he is now the hashtag is I mean, it's hashtag Lost Trump History, and he is now being found at different times in history, in different in different pictures. No way! People are photoshopping him in. Oh, that's funny. it's hilarious, dude! It's like, oh, hey, you know yeah. who
2: started it? He was there you too. Know who started it?
3: <laughs> hashtag Lost Trump History. It's already happening. It, that's trending, dude. It's trending. Did There's you see so many who, pictures who started it? Though? So many memes. No, I have no idea who who started it. George
2: Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband, <laughs> no! the president's advisor. <laughs> awesome.
3: Dude, that's awesome. That's classic.
2: That is that's classic. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness.
3: Wow. I love he that. He started that, that's huh? Amazing. And then now nah, it's nah, yeah. nah, just blowing up, dude. There are so yep, many memes out there of him in, in different places in history. It's really funny.
2: So funny. Oh, my gosh. I love that. All right, let's see what else. Come That's to the, top the thing story with social starts... media,
3: you know? Yeah, That's exactly. the thing with social media is that everybody now that is a part of it gets a chance to voice something. So you right. you really get the opportunity to either, you know, put people in their place or to, you know, congratulate them. So you really get the opportunity to say what you want to say. And you can say it really quickly. All you got to do is just chime in, you know, put a comment.
2: Yep. Yep. Very, very true. Let's see, what else do I got here? Um, Other part of the big news today is the Federal Reserve decided to cut interest rates by a quarter of a percent, um, which caused the stock market to go down a bit. Trump's been asking for it, saying that's what's stalling his economy, when it really has nothing to do with stalling his economy. Um, What people might, I don't know if people know what it means when the interest rate is cut. It basically means that you can borrow more for a less percentage, so it can impact mortgage and home loans, and credit cards, and student loans, and car payments. But the thing it sucks against is if you're a saver, like we try to be here, it, your interest rates go down, so your money doesn't make as much money if you hold it in the bank. So it's um, it's kind of a double edged sword. Interest rates interest rates had been so low under Obama to try to spur the economy that anyone that had any money in the bank during that time, you didn't make any money off it anymore. And it finally has gone up a couple of percentage points now. It's only two and a quarter or two and something like that. Not very high. But they dropped another quarter today to try to uh, help the economy against, of all things, the trade war. They said the trade war is what's causing stuff more than inflation or anything else.
3: Well, then stop the trade war. <laughs> Didn't he put well, tariffs yeah. on Mexico and on China? <laughs> what the hell? Stop doing that! I <laughs> then know. you don't have a trade war anymore, and then everything's copacetic, right? <laughs> I don't All right, understand. You cause it, and then you're trying to fix it. Exactly. Just don't do and it. You at get first mad
2: it's that they won't that they won't fix it when you when you can fix it with a stroke of a pen. You get mad that the Federal Reserve yeah. won't fix it for you by giving you even more better interest rates for business people. So it's like Correct. whatever. Whatever. So wow. that was big news today. Other big news today, um there is rumor mill going on that the United States has obtained intelligence the son and potential successor of al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, Hamza bin Laden is dead. Um, it 's according to the u s officials they 're not saying how or when if we had anything to do with it, but he was often right. thought of as kind of being underground there, trying to slowly reform al Qaeda and take over his uh father 's legacy, Osama bin Laden, who did all the stuff to us at nine eleven but they are the intelligence is saying that he has died. He was on uh, one of those playing cards, oh, you know remember wow. the playing cards back in the day <laughs> He was on a playing card to go get um, and it looks like someone got him whether he died of natural causes or we did it it's not saying but he is done so what else do we have here
3: sorry I gotta uh, put you on speaker
2: that's, that's alright uh, can you hear me yeah I can hear you you're fine What else do we have going on here today? Uh, oh, you know, we talked about the Equifax settlement yesterday, right. I guess they said it's running out of money fast. So many people are going after it. They only set aside thirty one million for it uh, for the hundred and twenty five and of course, we talked about a hundred and something million um, people were done. So, they're saying that uh, the, I guess the FTC is going to email everyone that's going after it and saying they might recommend you go for the free credit monitoring and the other options. Because if you didn't, if you, you had two options, you can get the $125, or you can get free credit monitoring for a year plus identity theft insurance and restoration services. And they say that's worth like a couple of hundred dollars, like four to five hundred dollars. So they're trying to recommend these people that are all going for the 125 money grab to go for the other because it's better in the long run. But who knows what will happen if you're if you send out your 125 uh, little thing, you may get a letter from the FTC saying we're running out of money. Are you sure you don't want to do the other one? Just a heads up for everyone out there. I don't think it matters one way or the other,
3: really. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why. Well, you have to have damages on that. I mean, you have to have you know some serious damages. You had to have somebody take your identity, use your cards, all that type of stuff, in order for you to actually collect more than the 125 bucks. The 125 right. bucks, I'm pretty sure, is is just like a peace offering, you know, it's like, yeah, they stole your information and we're sorry about the breach. Here's 125 right. bucks. So exactly. you know, otherwise you actually, in order to place a lawsuit or, I mean, uh, get part of the settlement because the lawsuit's already been done, uh, get part of the settlement, then, um, then you have to have had some damages. You can't right. just be, you know, Oh yeah, I want to go after this.
2: No, nope, that's exactly
3: right. With a hundred twenty five it's oh, yeah, supposed to be
2: one twenty five was baseline so, for anyone whose name was part of the whose social security is one of the ones that got hacked. But nothing might have happened right. to it. So um 80, so, yeah, it, it and so probably
3: yeah. like eighty million people have already, you know, collected that. So they're running out fast. I mean it's probably well, even if it's sixty million people they're running out, right? At at hundred bucks a right. piece. Right, you know, when it's 30, thirty-one
2: fat. million in the account. When right. it's only thirty-one exactly. million
3: dollars. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
3: So. So. Nah. And that make a letter. That's only fifteen million people. I'm so sorry, dude. My my number is way the hell off. So you're only looking at like fifteen million, right?
2: Right. I think that's about right. At hundred bucks. Math, to be honest with you.
3: Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, fifteen at a hundred bucks. Nah, I'm all over the place, math wise today. I don't
2: know. Let
3: me let me see if like it's 1, thirty-one
2: people. million. You're making me do math. I'm not good at math on a page. Did you pick up a calculator? (laughs) 31. This is how old we are. You actually picked up a calculator. 3, 4, 5, (laughs) 6 divided by 125 equals 248,000.
3: So 248,000 people have already probably called in. And so that money's gone. And they're exactly. like, oh, shit, That's what do not we do? many
2: out of 113 billion, 248,000.
3: No. Uh uh-uh. uh That's not even a. That's not even a dent.
2: But that's wow. because we're all stupid. I mean, that's why 25. they offer those 30-day money-back guarantees on all those products. Because nine out of ten consumers won't do it, even if they didn't like the product and they throw it away, they won't go for their 30-day money-back guarantee. So they give you this huh. rebate, but they know 90% of the people aren't gonna take the time to try to do it right Uh, wow anyway so there's that and then last thing before break we've been talking all along for the last couple of weeks about immigration things and how the trump is is slowly just stripping away everything the newest thing today uh, uh attorney general william barr used a process called certification to issue a decision Monday that closes the door on asylum seekers who fear persecution due to family ties, overturning right. years of president. Um, the the president right now, in order to get asylum, you had to fear persecution based on race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or membership in a particular social group, and that's where family ties fell in if you were Correct. the daughter of a drug kingpin or son of a something like that and you were in, caught up in these drug wars or something like that, right. then you could
3: use those family, didn't, ties. Didn't well, they also, the family ties. I'm go ahead. sorry, go ahead. Like no, they I was just saying, weren't they, weren't they also talking about uh, that the um, the anchor babies don't count? That's another thing that they were trying to throw in there? that you can't come here and have a kid and expect it to be a U.S. citizen. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is barren? I don't don't understand. I mean, I know she married him before that, but she was an illegal – I'm sorry, undocumented immigrant working illegally in the United States without a work visa as a model, and then she had an anchor baby. Baron, making sure that she stays in the country and that he stays in the country regardless of whether or not they even stay married, which it's rumored that they were going to get a divorce before that the papers were signed before he freaking – and there's a rumor, supposedly – before he freaking became president. So that was already worked. And I'm like, you got to just look at your family before you before you start saying shit, because we all over here who actually were born here, and our parents were born here, and our grandparents were born here, we here, that be me, um, we here are like, uh, wait a minute, uh, please check your family, check check your next of kin, if you're going to make decisions like that, for us that have been here the whole frickin' time.
2: Right. No, exactly. I wouldn't
3: doubt it if my family goes back to the colonies. I've got Cherokee Indian in me, so uh, we've got to go way the hell back, dude. Irish, French, Dutch, and English. Those are the English and the French, that's, col- that's colonization right there. So I go way back. So if you're questioning that, like I said, just you know, check your own, check your own family <laughs> before you start making those decisions because you may have to send your son back to a place where he wasn't actually born in just with his origin well, or, 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 you know, origination and from, from his mother and father.
2: Well, it's not <laughs> just there though. I mean, Ivana wasn't from here originally. No, I mean, Ivana, no. Trump either, so any of the Trump kids.
3: Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of, all right, let's there. go
2: ahead. Let's take our first break. We'll play a little Levi Kite. <laughs> so much better. And uh, we will come back Give us a call We have about another half hour 347
4: 989 Give us a call guys Ooh, Ooh roll the time down It's taken half to turn
0: Get
4: me down you see I tell you a secret by the way that love's gonna be it's a super sex the cosmological ecstasy in a hold of me your body unwind you see you got everything you want you just gotta open up and rise and see it holding over something when there's nothing that you can do to change it just let it go with the flow get about your business doing you oh oh. oh Make it only oh it's a super sexy conscious cosmological ecstasy Get it home. It's a super sexy, conscious cosmological ecstasy. Get it?
2: All right, we are back. That was Levi Christ with It's So Much Better. Uh, we are back, guys. Give us a call. We have about uh, 25 minutes to call us 347 989 0126. That's 347 347- Nine eight nine zero one two six. I was telling Craig off air. There's not a lot of news happening with all the debates going on and everything, and Trump hasn't said anything stupid in twenty three hours, so uh, there's not a lot to talk about. But we can go nah, over there's always to there's stuff.
3: always okay. nah, there's always news to talk about. Um, uh, uh, my fiance Katie did a, a play called The Abuelas in Chicago. And, um, one of the actresses, uh, Alba, uh, Guerra is, uh, she passed away. And, uh, so it's, and she played, um, uh, one of the mothers of, um, uh, uh I forgot what they called them, uh, in the Ebalas. Uh, she, she played one of the mothers of the Disappeared. And it's a true story about um the Argentine they called it the dirty war and it was during a time when the government in Argentina um uh took artists and people that they called dissidents. It was just you know people that would oppose the dictatorship uh and uh literally took them imprisoned them and then and then um uh, uh, would take the women who were pregnant and take their kids and, uh, and then throw them out of airplanes uh, over the Atlantic Ocean. So, um, uh, but uh, one of the actresses, uh, Alba Guetta, um passed away. And, uh, and she, just, she was just such a beautiful woman. Um, absolutely beautiful woman. Just lovely, um, nice individual. Um, I spent a lot of time with her at dinner and stuff like that. So,
0: well, um, and I bad. picked her up a couple yeah.
3: of times when she needed when she needed a ride from her from her condo to uh, to uh, the theater because they did that at Victory Gardens Theater in in Chicago for a production company called Teatro Vista. And so, yeah, yeah, no, I really kind of sucks. She she is a great actress and um, just really um really sweet lady, really sweet old lady, yeah, and you know how I feel yeah. about a lot of old people, so <laughs> you know, and shes she was one of those that um pretty just absolutely amazing, all she wanted to do was entertain people, and uh, all she wanted to do was make people laugh, make people smile well that's.
2: Sad to because that was a great show. I yeah. remember talking about the show daily while Katie was doing that. So that's too bad. Um, yeah. What else do you got? Anything you have before I find a couple of my little notes
3: here? Um. Yeah. No. Go ahead. What are you What are you looking at?
2: Uh, a couple I can, things. I can always,
3: you know, Loughlin refer to Lori Laughlin going to jail. <laughs> <Where
2: else? laughs>
3: I can always, I can always talk about that
2: we'll see what happens on that that's still still being <laughs>
3: I still wondering. Yeah. I mean her husband her husband too is you know is looking at money laundering as well so I'm not sure yeah, you know, She had her birthday go her birthday
2: him. was this past weekend and her daughters yeah.
3: and and Olivia off actually instagram wished her happy birthday
2: both of them yeah. did they came off their instagram side oh, both of them did both, uh, I thought it was just Olivia birthday. Birthday. Nope both of them ended up doing one did it the day later did it the day after huh. but Olivia did it the day and huh. the other one did it the day after so they broke their, si- wow. their silence on social media for that for her birthday this weekend um, I guess her, co- yeah, they her haven't co-stars said, for- they
3: haven't said anything since all of this went down so the second uh, and that Olivia got- lost her influencer status she was like all right, I'm done I'm not going to post anything so they both came on and said happy birthday no that's good
2: and one of them, I don't know which one it was, was just kicked out of her fraternity yesterday, too, over it. She was in one of the fraternities in uh, USC, and they've decided to, to rescind her membership. I don't know how you do that in a fraternity. I never was well, in one. Well, Olivia
3: is the influencer, if I'm not correct. And then her other daughter is the one that's actually got really good grades and, and, is, so, and yeah. is like an A student. Yeah. And she, not that Olivia couldn't do that. I'm just saying that that's the one that actually went after some type of education all by herself. She did not need right. Lori Laughlin to screw this up for her. So right. that, really sad actually that she just got kicked out of that. Her sorority or, or, or just the house? Her sorority,
2: her sorority, her sorority. Yeah. Just kicked out of the Yeah, no, that's sorority. actually
3: really sad because she actually worked to actually get in there. So. Right. Many I'm going to say the word actually, but yeah, she actually. Well, there we go again. Wow, dude. I I don't know. I can't fill in with any other word, but actually, I don't know what the hell's going on with my mouth. <laughs> so sorry about that.
2: That's all right. <laughs> it's just yeah,
3: computer. Yeah, the computer. in My brain is just not working right today. I don't know what's going on.
2: I know how that goes. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, this is kind of interesting, and I'll speak to it from an LGBT standpoint because I'm kind of not mad about it um, but I guess Mario okay. Lopez who of course was in Saved by the Bell and does right. all the extra he's now a contributor yeah, no, we extra, know, we know Mario the yeah know yeah so, I know
3: Mario and Katie knows Mario really well actually
2: well he got in trouble over the interview he did last month it's just kind of coming to light uh, he was on a, right. a show called the Candace Owen show which I know nothing about but during the conversation, this uh, Candace Owens raised the topic of children telling their celebrity parents how they identify. And uh, okay. I, I think it came up because, I don't know if you've read the story, but Charlize Theron's um, daughter's come out as transgender, or son has come out as daughter, or daughter's come out as son. And so Charlize okay. Theron is letting her child live her identity. And so I guess that came up okay. on the show and she asked Mario about it and he said that he says Hollywood's weird we have some weird trends and one of the weirder ones for me is just process um, where this happens how a child says I if, if a kid is in the bathtub at three years old and says I'm a boy or I'm a girl I don't know if they really know anything by then and um, so he's getting a lot of heat for it right now because the, the thing that's got done as a part of the community, not the transgender community, obviously, but the LGBTQ community, I, I don't have a huge problem with that, saying that. I don't know if it's true or not. Right. I don't know if you can say it with certainty. But I think it is. I, I remember I think lots of kids kind of experiment being a boy and a girl, whatever, when you're growing up, playing dress up. Right. And I think uh, I have had friends who are trans and stuff who said they knew from very early on that it felt wrong. Right. So I believe it's possible. Right. I don't think Correct. it's always the case a hundred percent of the time. So right. uh, that's the bad part of social media. We can pile on everybody as much as we can give an opinion. We can also pile on. So he's in a little hot water over that. And I just want to say as part of the LGBTQ community, not being trans, and so not having that specific experience, but just um, I can understand that statement and having nieces and nephews that just play around that don't that may not really know what they are till later i think that's uh I, that's not a bad statement to say so i think he's being pilloried for no apparent reason there i just wanted to get that out there
3: so so he, I'm, I'm sorry dude i missed what he said for some reason i don't i don't know if it was it he basically around me he or basically
2: missed... he just basically said that he doesn't think a three or four year old really might know what their
3: sexuality is at that time. to know whether or not they yeah. uh, they are a boy or right. a girl. Uh, to know what know, their identity uh, is. Huh. Right. <clears throat> I, well, it's a personal thing. You know, I I, I know transgender people, um, and they each individually uh, were like I knew very very early on, and that. Um, that I am either a boy or a girl and uh, they like very, very early on and uh, like, you know, eight years old and they knew, you know, even before that, that, um, uh, you know, that they were either one or the other and that they were born the other way. So, uh, you know, it's uh, dude. I, I, that's an individual thing. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, you. How early did you know that? You, you know, I knew way early on that I was interested in girls, and and that I couldn't size up guys as as a you know. A, 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 and a, and sexually speaking, I was like, I knew very early on that I wasn't attracted to guys. So I right. can't even size them up now. I don't. I, you know. You know I'm like I'm like, I don't know if somebody's cute. I don't know. I don't know if they're sexy. I don't, I don't know. So it's just something that I've never been able to do. And, and yet, you know, I can look at different women and be like, yeah, you know, that's what I'm interested in. And that that's what I'm interested in. So I, I, I did that very, very early on my like kindergarten, man. I was, you know, all over women. So, or girls. So, right, you know, I, you know, I don't, I I think that they, Pretty much know like real early on that they're like I'm right. in the wrong body. You know, I was I was born. I i the controversy
2: if it's about the parent um, pushing it on a child. If a parent just letting a uh, their child express themselves, I think that's a great thing. And whether they may yeah. turn out to actually be transgender or not, who knows down the line. But I think a parent. Right. I don't know if they were talking about it in the in the vein of should a parent. Encourage it or not? No, they shouldn't necessarily. I, I don't call it encouraging; it just letting the kid kind of say what they want and be free and just yeah. I don't know, the uh, you know if you have to. The time.
3: You don't even have to in, encourage. It's just more just like, oh, okay, cool. Exactly. You're you're going through that. All right. You right. know, let's let's figure exactly. out what you are. You know, or who you think you are. Exactly. I I I really think it helps uh, any child. To be able to just identify anything that makes them them, that makes them an individual, you know, that gives them, that makes them who they are. And, and, the, and it, it creates the specialty that each individual on this planet actually is. I'm sounding a little bit like Mr. Rogers. I'm going to start singing. <laughs> in a minute. I do know there the theme go. song. Um, but, yeah, yes, you, I, you know, that, that everybody's special. And I know there's a problem, you know, especially within the GOP, that, that not everybody's special. And but yeah, everybody is. Everybody, every single person on this planet has a reason for being here, and they all have a talent. They all have a skill. They every single person doesn't matter if you're disabled, does not matter. You have a talent or a skill or something that we need, that the that the human race needs, that this world needs. So and you've got to find that. And if that's one of the ways that these that these young children are finding it on an individual basis is they're like, wait, I'm, I'm identifying more like a woman yet. I was born a boy. So, you know, then that's the way, then that's, that's the way we go about doing it. That's the way we, we can continue. You don't have to necessarily support it, you know, or encourage it. You can just be like, Oh yeah, you know, that's great. Let's continue on and figure this out. So you know, that's all it is. It's just growth for your child. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I forgot yeah. to mention when you were talking. I, I kind of agree yeah. with
2: you. What? Cool. Uh, I forgot to mention yeah. when you were talking about um, uh, Katie's co- co-star of the away. also who passed away today, was um, Hal Prince. Yeah, Hal, Hal Prince, blah. King of Broadway, 91 oh, years really? old.
0: Yeah. Wow. 91
2: years old. He had a brief illness. Wow. They didn't say what it was. He was in Iceland at the time. But he created some of the most talk about theater. I mean, he was the producer yeah. of The Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, West Side yeah. Story. Funny thing happened on the way to the Forum, Fiddler on the Roof. He directed wow. Cabaret and Follies and Sweeney Todd, and Vita and Phantom. I mean, wow. he was just iconic.
3: Broadway in the world of will definitely so, miss him. Yeah. Yeah, Broadway I'm sure will it'll definitely be one of the miss few him. times they
2: dim the lights. Broadway dims its lights on occasion for true icons that pass.
3: Yeah, I would, I would Martin. imagine that tonight. Did he just Dimmed. die?
2: He just died, so they have. Did to he die it. today? So I, I'd imagine within this week. Yeah, within the next yeah. week they will dim the lights. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
3: I yeah, would imagine so. so.
2: Wow. But he was a great talent, but ninety-one wow. is a great, great. Ripe old age to live. Yeah, no, so live a, a long
3: traveling life. Traveling to
2: Iceland, if all for, things For say, we so humans,
3: you get close to 100. So, right. That's you pretty get close darn to 100. 100, and you're doing real well.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. goodbye, Harold Prince, Hal Prince. Thanks for all the great work you did on Broadway. And you will be remembered, my friend. That's for darn sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, also, oh, yeah. Hold, for, we were talking centuries. about. Dude, for centuries, as long as the human race exists, he will be remembered. So,
0: exactly.
3: if we can make it another century, <laughs> not too sure. I'm really exactly. not too sure with North Korea launching missiles. Uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm really not too sure how long we're going to actually all last. Right. Where is this ice age?
0: Uh, Where is this? We're seeding
2: it. Yeah, we're seeding yeah. it. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, another thing, politics-wise, I think it's kind of funny. We were talking yesterday or the day before about the $15 pack of plastic Trump straws or whatever.
3: It, straws? Well, oh, yeah, dumbass. Yeah, a uh, yeah, douchebag and his straws. Yeah.
5: Right. yeah. You guys are idiots. Well, There's guess... a plastic patch
3: floating around the Pacific Ocean that's like the size of a, a continent. It's freaking huge that we have to clean up already. You need to dump more plastics into that? Anyway sorry I'm, well, I guess Joe scarborough I'm all, Joe scarborough, I'm all good. Joe
2: scarborough is a little heated over McConnell not bringing up those uh, th- helping our election bills on the on the Senate that uh, that right. the Senate the Senate intelligence recommendations were for to help guard our elections so uh, so um, Joe Scarborough Morning Joe said like 30 times in five minutes, Called him Moscow Mitch for for abetting yeah Moscow
3: Mitch uh, the Trump well I guess now that's yeah, for, helping the, in, for helping Russia. That's a T-shirt
2: where he's at in his district, and the Moscow Mitch T-shirt <laughs> no. shows him in one and of the Russian hats up, with They're a also stickle. putting up
3: billboards.
2: What does it say? It has it has, what does it it has it? Mitch McConnell with one of those Russian hats, you know, the furry Russian hat. <laughs> And holding a stickle that <laughs> says Moscow Mitch underneath it, and they're selling out like crazy oh. in his district over there and wherever he is at Georgia. Yeah, they, they also they
3: also have billboards. They also have billboards going up in Kentucky that are that say um, Moscow Mitch, and then it shows a picture of him, and then another one with he and his wife, and it says We're rich. How you all doing? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah can't wait for the billboards to go up be nice to see those around the okay. country
2: yeah that, that's just a little crazy I think it's going to be hilarious so we'll have the Trump straws and the Moscow Mitch t-shirts going neck and neck to see who makes the most Unbelievable.
3: money straws. dude I don't even you wouldn't believe how many times that people have been like I, you know, like Katie used to get pissed off at me all the freaking time because I would not – I don't get a straw. I, I refuse straws when I go into places. I'm like, no, no, no I don't need it. Thanks. Because, dude, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm going to use it one time, and then it's going to be thrown into the garbage and then most likely not recycled because they're difficult to recycle depending on the type of plastic that it's made out of. Some of it needs right. chemical recycling, which we don't hardly do, and and so they end up floating in the ocean. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want that responsibility. Let some other idiot have that responsibility. I don't want that on me. Karma will right. kick my ass. So I don't, you know, no thanks. Great. So it can get stuck in some porpoise's hole? No, that thing needs to breathe. So no, I, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm not. I haven't been a straw so person I, I for a long straw. time. I, did, I
2: haven't used straws forever. Not environmentally wise. I just don't like them. But I, but I, right. I do like that, I, that it is environmentally friendly for it. I mean, I am bad on certain things. I got to say that I try to be environmentally friendly. We recycle a lot, but I do. I got to say, you know, I'm a coffee feed and I'm a cake cup fiend. My Keurig runs every day, at least a couple of times a day. But I try to get it all together because I put the K-Cups in a plastic um, trash compactor bag. So I figure, like, it's all together. (laughs) So at least it's going to be non-degradable. It's going to be all in one thing instead of 8,000 of them lying around a landfill. There's going to be 80 of them in one plastic bag so it can all not... (laughs) biodegrade together Okay, something. but what
3: if that plastic so. bag gets separated, dude? What if it? <laughs> so you know, I, I mean that you know, nice try. I get it, but just ugh, I don't want to use them. Just don't use them. Just don't use them. What do you need a straw for?
2: Not a straw. My K cup. I don't. I don't. I don't use straws, but my K cups. That's my bad part of plastic right. for the environment. They're supposed to be really
3: bad. Oh, your K-Cups, what? the Keurig Cups? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah, no, even the owner of Keurig is like, please stop. Please. I, I know I'm a billionaire, but please stop using Keurig because it's an environmental nightmare. So please stop.
2: But it's a coffee fiend's heaven. <laughs>
3: yeah, I oh, know. They're so really bad. good. I, I totally so agree. <laughs> but we got all these little uh, tiny plastic cups now that are all just floating around the ocean. So and none of them are being recycled. in one big
2: plastic bag. It's all in one big plastic bag. So I try to keep them all together. By the way, uh, the,
3: the floodwater relocation program that I came up with like 15 years ago, No, it was 2008, somewhere around there, um, uh, I now – because there's no such word as floodwater. And, and the reason why I'm talking about it is because it will use all plastics. When we're building the pipelines, they are built out of plastics, and it, all plastics. I'm talking everything. And everything that needs to be recycled, all plastics, even the chemical recycling part of it. Um, But uh, uh, it it now needs to, I think, needs to be changed to stormwater relocation because, and actually people will understand it better, I think, um, because there is no such word as flood water. Like I, I've been, I, I'm wondering why there is no such word as floodwater, but it's two different words, and so it's been complicated trying to get people to understand floodwater relocation. So I think I'm going to change it to stormwater relocation instead, and then you get it because hey look, it's all the stormwater, so and they already have that as 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 one word, as far as engineering is concerned, but that uses all rec everything like. And it provides a bunch of jobs for the people that are digging through landfills for these plastics. I, you know, it, there's a, a plan behind this as far as jobs are concerned, and it's something that it seems a whole bunch of people in the United States are complaining about is not having any freaking jobs. So, and, you know, so it's stormwater relocation, I think, is where we're going with that. At this point. There you go. Well, that's and a I good already... note
2: to end on. We just have like one minute left, wow. so let's go ahead Excellent. and uh, wrap all this up. We're talking about recycling. We're going to finish up with my buddy John Williams' cover of Circle of Life. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Have a great afternoon. Stay tuned. We have the Randy Report coming up next. And then after that, we finish nice. up I tonight like with Astro Tiki Radio. Randy's a good guy. And then we have uh, where Celebrity and Pop Culture and Astrology meet with the Astro Kiki uh, on for our final hour. So here's John Williams, Circle of Life. Bye-bye.
4: Peace.
6: eyes on the
0: planet
6: And blinking steps in to the sun There's more to be seen They can never be seen More to do They can never be done Some say he
0: or here Some say live and let
6: me All are free At the joys of You should never take more than you can In the sun
7: Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, the chief of Customs and Border Patrol told Congress an immigrant's HIV positive status is enough to justify family separations at the border. A 90s child actor made an AIDS joke on Twitter, and no one laughed. George Michael's ex trashed the deceased pop star's mansion, and a major LGBTQ news website is closing its doors. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. President Trump continues to praise his administration's plan to beat the HIV epidemic by 2030, a top Trump administration official says an immigrant's HIV status is enough to justify family separations at the border. Brian Hastings, chief of Customs and Border Patrol, made the remarks during a House Judiciary Committee oversight hearing last week during questioning from Congressman Jamie Raskin of Maryland. When Raskin asked the official if a mother or father having HIV-positive status is alone enough to justify separation from their child, Hastings affirmed that that was the case. He said, it's because it's communicable disease under the guidance. Congressman Raskin asked why should HIV considered a communicable disease when it's not communicable by contact. Hastings simply replied, that's the guidance we follow. The Maryland Democrat asked whether that policy is from Customs and Border Patrol legal counsel or another source, but Hastings said he isn't certain. He said, I'm not sure if it came from legal counsel, but I believe that it is defined as a communicable disease. When Raskin asked Hastings whether he had a list of communicable diseases, the Customs and Border Patrol official said he didn't have that information readily available, but the next exchange shows a discrepancy in the way Customs and Border Patrol handles immigration among those people who have HIV. Congressman Raskin pointed out that the flu is communicable and asked, would we separate parents from their kids if a mom or dad had the flu? Hastings replied, we're not doing that, sir. The Trump administration has been widely criticized for separating families at the border, which is seen as the result of its zero-tolerance immigration policy. Many observers have said the policy amounts to human rights violations in the United States. International pop star George Michael was reportedly worth $98 million when he died at age 53 on Christmas Day in 2016. Last month, it was reported that his estate was finally being divided and that his boyfriend, Fadi Fawaz, was not getting a single penny from his massive fortune. Now, it appears he's gone somewhat berserk. Vawaz, who met Michael in 2011, has been squatting in the singer's $5 million house in London since his untimely death two and a half years ago, refusing to vacate the property despite repeated requests from the family. Now, he's reportedly smashed the entire place to pieces. Neighbors called police earlier last week when they heard crashing noises from inside the house and then spotted Fawaz standing half-naked on the roof as water gushed out of the front door. Fawaz was arrested on suspicion of aggravated criminal damage after allegedly trashing the home. One neighbor told the press, The damage inside the house is really bad. Every fixture and fitting, every door and window, everything George left in there, it's all completely destroyed. Even the toilets and sinks have been smashed. There's major damage to the walls and even the ceilings. This can't have happened in just one night. He must have been systematically smashing the place up for a long time. A police spokesman confirmed Fawaz had been arrested and that the damage to the property was, quote, extensive. Police were called on July 23rd at around 7 p.m. to report seeing a man on the roof of the home. Officers attending the report said the man was no longer on the roof but inside the address which had extensive damage. One neighbor said, I don't know if he's on something, but he's lost his head. It's such a shame because George loved that place, and it used to be so beautiful. Earlier this month, Fawaz posted a bizarre video on Facebook showing his shadow flicking off the camera through a broken window on the property, along with the caption, What a nice day. All things come to an end. Twice. Last week, NBC announced that the upcoming season of the Will and Grace revival will be its last. The cancellation appears to have been a unified decision from the show's creative team. When the show, created by David Cohen and Max Muchnick, first appeared in 1998, it marked a new moment in LGBTQ visibility for mainstream audiences. The hit series ran for eight seasons and was revived in 2017 to much acclaim. But last week, Muchnik, Cohen and executive producer David Barrows released this statement. We think of the Will & Grace revival episodes the way Karen Walker thinks of martinis. 51 is not enough, 53 is too many. That is why, after consulting with the cast, we have all decided this will be the final season of Will & Grace. We'll miss you guys. Brokeback Mountain came at a time when it was still socially acceptable, kind of, sort of, to say, that's gay, when you were saying something was stupid. So you can imagine that when two straight Hollywood actors had graphic gay sex on screen, there was an endless number of jokes about the film that followed. In a recent interview with Sunday Today, Jake Gyllenhaal says that his co-star Heath Ledger, who died in 2008, hated those jokes. Speaking about the film that, quote, opened tons of doors and defined his career, Gyllenhaal said that he's seen people who have joked with me or criticized me about lines I say in that movie, probably referring to the I wish I knew how to quit you line, which has become the defining line of the film and the inspiration for thousands of memes online. Gyllenhaal said the thing he loved about Ledger was that he would never joke about the film. Said Gyllenhaal, Someone wanted to make a joke about the story or whatever, and he was like, No, this is about love, like that's it. No. This is a level of focus and attention that hits a certain nerve, Gyllenhaal said. But the actor also realizes that the film was bigger than the actors who starred in it. He said, quote, It's become not ours anymore, it's the world's. In another recent interview, this time with GQ magazine, he addressed criticism that two straight actors had been cast in what would become iconic roles in queer cinema history. Jake said, I think we'd been cast for our essences without really understanding what our essences were. And that's outside of our sexuality. We're two straight guys casting these roles, but who we are, who we were, director Ang Lee could see. And I don't know if I could. So when the movie had the response that it had, I don't think we recognized what Aang had seen in us, so we were blind at the profundity and the echo the movie made. He added, I don't think we ever had any idea it would have the impact that it had. To make a movie that even just works is a miracle. When it resonates beyond that, it's impossible, and it has nothing to do with you in the end. Just being in Brokeback Mountain, that's the feeling I have. I feel that deeply about it. It has nothing to do with me. It came to me. I was honored to be a part of it, and it is now everyone else's in a way that I can't even fathom. I'm sad to report that online LGBTQ news site Gay Star News has closed up shop. BBC News correspondent Ben Hunt tweeted the news saying that the staff had been informed of Gay Star News' closure... Via meetings before payday. As someone who writes in the LGBTQ news space every day, I will certainly miss Gay Star News, along with hundreds of thousands of others. It's one of my go to sites I check every morning over coffee. Pink News CEO Benjamin Cohen tweeted, Sorry to read this. Good luck to staff for the future. And Darren Styles, owner of the UK gay publication Attitude Magazine, tweeted his sadness and asked Gaystar News employees to check in with him, as he had some job openings, saying, Can save some jobs at least. Launched in January 2012, by 2015, Gaystar News reported that the site was attracting 5 million unique users per month and was listed in the top five LGBTQ news sites worldwide. Directors of the site said when they launched that the goal for Gaystar News was to become the first global 24-7 LGBTQ news site. In an article, they wrote, the gap in the market was most glaring with global reporting, particularly online. Gay, bi, and trans people worldwide are connecting more than ever, but there was no shared place they could go for quality news, information, and entertainment. And certainly, Gaystar News was that. You will be missed. My best thoughts to the staff. Former 90s kid actor Blake McIver has deleted every single one of his social media accounts after making an AIDS joke on Twitter. Last week, McIver tweeted, So, Pose is just glee with a viral load now? McIver was obviously referencing the recent musical episode of the acclaimed FX series, Pose. Award-winning HIV blogger and longtime HIV-AIDS activist, March S. King, was quick to put McIver on blast. He wrote, I have HIV antibodies older than you, sir, and never in my life has punching down been hilarious or a good career move. Others were equally as outraged. One person wrote tasteless and tactless tweets. Get well. Another asked, what did you think was a good idea about making an AIDS joke tweet? And another wrote, take this down. Absolutely not okay. McIver, who came out publicly in 2010, not only heeded that person's advice and deleted the tweet, but his entire Twitter profile, and his Instagram page, and his Facebook account. He's effectively scrubbed the Internet of his entire social media presence, which, let's be honest, is probably for the best. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 Minutes of Gay News, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the Internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.
5: Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the E! News of Astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, world, and welcome to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio. We are the E-News of Astrology. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer. You may know me as the resident astrologer of Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. We are partnered with Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily, so make sure to follow all of us on Instagram. Also, like, comment, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This week, we have lots of astrological goodies, the hottest celebrity stories in Hollywood, and a fantastic, gorgeous, lovely celebrity guest with us here today. We are recording from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Sam, take it away.
1: Hello, everybody. So excited to be back. I am Sam Davidson, entertainment news journalist, pop culture junkie, and just a know-it-all of everything that's going on in Hollywood. I'm really excited. To introduce you all to our special celebrity guest this week, Naomi Grossman. How are you?
8: Hello, I'm well. Oh,
1: oh, oh, yes! (laughs) So you have been on one of my favorite TV series, American Horror Story. A lot of you might know her as Pepper. Um, You are also a writer, producer. You've done a lot of theater. You have been nominated for an Emmy. You have an extremely impressive list of accolades. So we're really excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So we're gonna talk about you for a couple minutes. I mean, tell me how much your world changed when Ryan Murphy kind of came into it. Well, um... for American Horror Story. Of yeah, course. No, of course.
8: Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it totally changed. I, uh, I mean, for a while, I was kind of, sort of trying to tread between the two worlds. Like I would, uh, I was teaching Spanish on the side. So. <laughs> Uh, when I wasn't on set, you know, at the asylum, I would race back and uh, conjugate verbs for money. Uh, <laughs> but that, you know, that's what you got to do. Oh yeah, it's a hustle out here. Of course, but you know, eventually I was able to quit that, which is really for me the the sign of like truly arriving. <laughs> I know, right? When you can totally. quit your day
1: job yes. and make a living off of what you love. Um, right. Which was the last season that you were in, or are you going to be in the upcoming season? I did
8: Apocalypse, so oh. I was, in fact, I was in the last, the last scene of the last
1: episode. I'm trying to remember. I loved that season, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was good. It was one of my favorites.
8: Uh, if you remember, um, I was one of the three Satanists. Oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah. when they open the door, they, you know, they clearly have this new, you know, Satan spawn child, like, basically like the next. Jen, Michael Langdon, mm-hmm. and sure enough, there we are to sort of, you know, shepherd well, him into the world. Yes, and welcome yeah. him. That's As for so next funny. season, I don't know. I, you know, I, the, the actors are the last to find out anything. Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense because it's also
1: secret. Very. Well, well I mean, yeah. so,
5: but they've got to be filming it soon. I mean,
1: right? Oh, I'm sure they've already begun. Yeah. They're, uh, they are in production but again you know Ryan Murphy has his own way of doing things sure, so sure. as I can imagine he could probably just call you up and be like can you be on set next week yeah,
8: you're <laughs> yeah we're shaving your head tomorrow
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say Ryan Murphy of
5: course <laughs> wow it would be really interesting to read him that would be pretty cool I, I Such don't a know fascinating a or, man yeah I don't know a sign or anything I
8: think he's like a triple Scorpio or something oh my I don't know what that means at all <laughs> I just I remember Jessica um, making a comment about him. Taurus. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, yes. That's what yeah, he is. I That's know. why you're here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember hearing something about that. And she's a big believer, so Ooh. she would know. Wow, you know, hmm, potential
1: future guessing. That would be pretty <laughs> insane. Um, we'll, well, again, thank you for joining us. We're really excited to have you here to teach you and talk about Hollywood and hear your input. Cool. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about our astrological forecast. This is
5: an exciting week, right? Absolutely. So it is a big week, and we have a lot of things going on. So let's dive right in. So on the 31st, two major things are starting to happen. Mercury goes direct. The retrograde is over, friends. It is, uh, it is over. So, the information still can be extra fuzzy right now, but it is going to improve certainly in the next through next few weeks. Also, it's a new moon in Leo, so this is a great time to start new actions related to art, creativity, children, or love. New moons have a window that lasts for about 10 days, so you need to lay the the actions in the days closest to the new moon because they are going to culminate six months later at the corresponding full moon. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here to kind of map things out for you guys. So, you know, one thing that I'm always trying to teach people is that in order to live, you know, the life of abundance, and you have to create actions and make things happen because you can't just sit there and be like, oh, I want love or I just want, you know, I want my career to go forward. You need to be doing them actively. So. You know that is really something to keep in mind. You know, with this door opening to us, and now with Mercury, you know, being direct, we don't we're not going to have as many hiccups to us, which is is just such a good sign. You know, honestly, I I, I started looking at this actually last year when I was writing my first book, that uh, September or August and September of 2019 are going to be the best months of the entire year. They're just so gorgeous, they're so lovely, and it's because we have a lot of these planets that are moving forward in really positive you know, patterns, and ultimately we haven't had Mars in Leo or or Virgo since 2017, so if you look back to your life around the summer of 2017, the kinds of things, people, you know, patterns that were going on, you're going to actually be restarting these kinds of things at this point in time. They don't necessarily have to be, you know, directly, completely the same people, but it's probably a same similar cycle, you know, whether if your career was really big, you're probably going to see that again. If your love life was going really big. That kind of stuff's going to probably happen again, too. So that is a good thing to feel. And also, I'm just so freaking excited because I am so ready to, to snag a boom, fall in love, and really get banged again. So that's oh, going
0: to Is that what's
1: ahead?
5: So, I'm so excited! <laughs> yes.
1: He's going to blow this whole podcasting thing up with how excited he oh, is. Oh, man. man you it's just been a busted. dry spell. Like, Kyle, you are lying. That's not true. <laughs> the other day, he was just telling me um, how um, much action he's been getting. That's not true. What? Maybe it's relative. A little action. A, a, you know what? It's, it's a dry world for me over here, so <laughs> I suppose any action that you're getting, I'm just like, that's, you're just the luckiest guy in the world. Everyone,
8: he's very attractive. It's too bad that this is only a podcast and not a video. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. It would I'm, be very I have hard. a full
1: face of makeup on today, people. I look fantastic too.
8: I even wore an astrology dress. I mean, you, I
5: love it. For real, you guys are just so like gorgeous, and I love. No, this dress though is sick.
1: Yeah, that's very <laughs> it's
5: cool. It's so so sick. You just
8: always have to be ready. I mean,
1: I am noticing, though, and it's kind of annoying me, and I think I told you this, and I've told several of my friends this. I'm like, can we just pretend to be feminists and not constantly talk about trying to find a man, like, 24-7? I'm noticing all of my friends are like, ooh, I want to find a husband. I want to do this. I'm like, I want to get a raise. Like, (laughs) I want to be happy. I would love to find love and have a husband, but it's very weird. I feel like all of that energy is kind of being thrown at me, and I'm just, I'm not understanding it quite frankly.
5: Well, I mean, I think also, you know, when it comes to astrologists in general is that we can look at certain patterns that are going on and, you know, there are certain times that you are just so much more faded in love. I have not been faded in love like this since that summer.
8: Is faded like a millennial? Yeah, wait, I don't even know what that is. Something I mean, what, what do you mean fated?
5: No, it's just that, okay, so like when certain planets are going to certain areas, they create, they activate a certain area of your life. And so sometimes it can be everything in your life is just exploding with, like, luck and good fortune. (laughs) And it might be a different planet. Like, let's say Venus is going into your love sector. Well, then you're going to naturally have more pleasure and more romance that kind of happens in that that sphere. Mm. For me, you know, like, the last time that I, like, really, really, really fell super hard was on an eclipse back in 2015. But I've known how to map and, and chart these certain patterns. So that's why it's like, and also Mars was there, and also Venus was there, and all sorts of stuff. But now... It, 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 the la- I mean the last time so I mean Monster Top was the last dude that I slept in twenty seven. Kyle
1: times. like freaks some of our guests out. I swear they're like That's we didn't so realize this is that kind of podcast.
5: But um. <laughs> so I dated a guy that I called Monster Top and um, <laughs> I
1: don't
8: I, I want to know what that is, but
1: maybe, I know uh, but maybe later. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
5: Sorry, I'm just like okay.
8: top of what? Don't
5: <laughs> me answer. Oh uh, me. Um. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but we basically, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, but that was the last time I dated him, and I haven't really dated anybody technically since, but that pattern of passion and and romance and sex is activated again, you know, for a lot of different things, even better, like literally I haven't seen anything like this for so long, and that's why I'm like so excited, because I know that it's going to happen, I know it. Mm, it's that's not even like
8: in 2015. I dated a monster
0: bottom, and I can tell you that was not present. So I mean, that's
4: amazing. It's, just it's, it's trash, all going up from there. Like,
5: it's total trash. <laughs>
8: yeah. Oh, no. Well, he wasn't just my bottom, me either.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
5: I, now I kind of want to know about this. No, no we're, we're learning so much.
1: We're learning so much. Um. But this is a time (laughs) (laughs) for certain people to be activated in certain ways, is what you're trying to say.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, for you, there's a lot of already energy that's going on in your social life. For you, there's a ton of energy that's actually going on in partnerships and things. We're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. later. But uh, And for your career. I'm seeing some big career things going on with that. Excellent. We We will slither into that.
1: How else are we going to tie up Mercury retrograde? Because I have a couple just general questions that I think the public might be interested in. Yeah, I mean
5: before we, I mean there's one other thing that I want to talk about with this week, but we can talk about what. Yeah, what do you want to?
1: So we've mentioned on past podcasts that during Mercury retrograde, kind of one of the effects could be that you have people from your past that kind of come back into your life, and this can be a good thing in a lot of ways because Mm -hmm. it's an opening, but could also like not be a good thing and. Um, I don't care because I know she didn't listen to this podcast, but I had an old friend come back into my life when Mercury was in retrograde, and we had this big argument last weekend. I'm literally like, I think maybe I'm I'm going to close the door after Mercury retrograde is done. Like, I don't – did she just come in for this short amount of time for me to kind of remember why we weren't friends? Because it was extremely random, her reaching out to me and us starting to hang out again. So I'm kind of like, hmm. Maybe that was just a Mercury retrograde thing.
5: Well, the thing is that whenever we have a retrograde retrograde planet, particularly the ones that are personal, so Venus, Mercury, or Mars, they are, you know, making something come back to our attention that we need to revisit. You have to actually do that because you don't have all of the facts and all of the information yet completely. You actually, and that's why, for instance, when X's come back, it's because you have a connection of some sort, you know, like yeah, things have not, maybe didn't work out right and I know we literally like laugh about like dreaded exes and like, oh my God, you know, like why would you ever get back with someone from your past but that person could be your true love. What happens if they grow up and they're like finally in a place and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about the whole world, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's, you know, that's one thing that I've actually like really seen too is that, you know, sometimes these people come back and you revisit and you're like, holy shit, I'm never gonna go through with that again. Like there was a, there was a Libra actually that I dated in college and this we actually reconnected back in twenty twelve, years and years after we'd like finished, you know, and it was like I never loved him, but we had a great connection and fun, you know, we like have some good dates and stuff. And so he came back during that period of time and we like started again and then I realized he I he was cheating. And I didn't want to be around that. Right. But I needed to know that information because I didn't know that then. And even from the past. And, and the thing is, it's like, he still checks all my stories. He's still, like, all on all my stuff. And I don't care because I'm never going to open the door to him again. Right. But but I may have because we had such a good connection and it was idealized in my mind. And so, like, for instance, if someone else that, like, is an, ex, an ex-friend, you know, an ex-business partner, an ex-roommate, you know... Our ex-lover, they come back into your life, yes, maybe, maybe you're revisiting it to find something that is like, you know, like a gem that was lost, and you can really find, you know, better happiness and better connections, better whatever it be, and, and, and that's why those things happen, but it also is sometimes to be like, all right, I'm going to bury that, and it's done now, mm-hmm. for sure, and I feel confident within that. And that's an important kind of thing.
8: So are you saying that this is
1: a good time to bury your exes? <laughs> or, yeah. I mean... Uh, yeah. Yeah, closing the door, yeah. maybe, on some relationships that no longer serve you. Yeah.
5: Well, and it's like we're going to have some... Next year's going to be crazy. We have a Venus retrograde, which specifically is very focused on karmic, romantic, and sexual relationships. Mercury is usually about communication where something kind of went a little wrong. But sometimes X has come back because you had a you messed up in the way that you were thinking about things or communicating. you know, and that's why business uses even that way too, you know, where these old friends and, and alliances are reigniting. But you know, I, I I think it's one of those things, especially because you know looking at the very specific movements of the planets right here with it being in cancer, we are addressing, we're feeling our emotions have been very, very heightened this year during this re- re- retrograde. Usually, the retrogrades are not as emotional, but throughout, literally in the next one that's going to be in Scorpio in November, too, it's going to be super emotional. We're, we're going through all this like cosmic and, and karmic uh, in energetic healing in order to allow us to, again, be like, all right, I'm ready for n- new things or to take what I've learned with this person and get back together with them or shift it with them you know so yeah so definitely be everyone should be paying attention to your intuition particularly for the next you know it is in the beginning of you know August because we're revisiting all of this information and that's why even even after the retrograde is still happening is because it goes direct on the 31st there may be like some new people popping in from the past because they did the soul work over the last month and the the, the mental work and this the whatever that be, that they had to really understand so that they can be like, all right, I'm ready to come back in now because I've grown. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. Anything else for our... But, but, but
5: yeah, if you like... I'm going
8: if... to be wearing a body prolactic. I'm okay. worried. <laughs> no, the the worst part's over. I got right a lot of exes going to be coming
4: at me.
5: Crazy ass
4: exes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the worst part is over, right, Kyle? Yeah. 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 We should be. All we together. got one more day, right? <laughs> and then there's shadow, right?
5: Kyle? Yeah, I mean, don't, I'm really honestly August and September, like I was saying before, are freaking amazing. I love it. You're all gonna love it. We're gonna go each week by week talk about why, but there's so much love, so much happiness, so much alignment, so much success for everyone, and I'm gonna tell you when. So that's why you listen to me.
1: Awesome. Well, do we have anything else to chime in for the next week or should we go to oh, our yeah. next oh yeah, we do. One so more thing. Let's go. Um,
5: towards the end of the week, on um, the second we have Venus, the planet of love and beauty, swapping a side eye with Uranus. This means that people will be craving change or excitement in their relationships around this. So the second and the third. So if things have gotten stale in a relationship, this is a perfect time to experiment and spice it up. If you're single, Definitely go out and about. So this is a this is a good time where you can meet someone that's kind of eccentric, unique, or really fun. You know, don't be afraid. The the universe wants to bring you adventure, and that's why like legit, I am definitely, definitely going on a date Friday or Saturday. That is absolutely happening.
8: I can't get past the side eye on my anus. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
8: I think there's more than just a side eye, but
1: yeah. you know, oh my god. <laughs> they're like
5: winking at each other. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, maybe maybe I'll go on a date. You should, again. absolutely. And uh, just really quick and fun, Mercury, a retrograde story for you guys. I was ghosted by a guy I had a big crush on. Um, he came back. He apologized, reached back out, said he was sorry for ignoring me, and I was a little bit angry, and I meant to send my friend a text that said, next time he asks me out again, I can't wait to send him this meme. Oh, no. And it was of <laughs> Simon Cowell that says, it's a no from me. And um, I sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized this weekend, a week after, I had done it. So I w- I'm crawling out of my hole currently um, <laughs> that I went under when I figured that out. So um, everyone be careful texting, and um, hopefully I'll find another guy. <laughs> and I'm just going to talk on the phone next time. So. Damn, yeah, I think that's wise. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm big on eye contact. Yes. All right. Anything else we have, Kyle, before we move on to our pop culture segment?
5: Let's talk about some sleds.
1: All right, guys. Thank you for joining us again, and we're going to be back in just one second. Welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We are going to be talking about the three biggest celebrity stories going on in Hollywood this week, and then, of course, followed by our celeb WTF. Our first story is um, Orange is the New Black Star, Taryn Manning, who you guys probably know from a million other projects. Um, She's been in the industry for 20 to 30 years, probably. Um, she's had some really interesting things going on the past week, and I think it kind of ties into Mercury Retrograde. But um, the new season of Orange is the New Black, which is the final season, is premiering soon. They had the big premiere in New York, and she did not attend the premiere. And on Instagram, she posted something about crying out for help and that she felt extremely alone and terrorized by cyber criminals. It was just one of those long rants where you're like, what is is she talking about? What's going on? Um, The photo that she posted was of herself backstage with the cast of Orange is the New Black, um, I mean, on set. And she began the post by saying that she's not going to be attending the red carpet premiere. And it's a very long post, but it basically says that she loves and misses her cast and wishes that she could be there. But unfortunately, there's been uncontrollable circumstances that have made it so she can't be there And she said, when someone's crying out for help, that they should listen and that no one deserves to have another person single-handedly ruin their life. And this was all like in kind of a a same post with talking about her castmates. Um, She goes on to say that she tried to tell everyone nobody cared. She still loves her cast, but her heart is broken. She then uses the hashtags terrorized and ruined life. And then she thanks her team of agents and managers who didn't do anything to help her, but she forgives them. Um, and then she makes sure to tell everyone it's okay, she's not suicidal, but she's crushed. Then, a few days later, she goes onto her account and <laughs> says that she was... Ep- <laughs> I'm sorry, it's like, I, am I just doing really I mean, funny and dramatic I don't buy any of this. Well, okay, the best part is is that she goes, I'm sorry, I was epically hacked, and that was not me. I, I, didn't, I didn't post any <laughs> that of that. That um, Really? See, well, I think she's having like some kind of breakdown. I have no idea what's going on, but I mean, we're... yeah, that's some
8: Jesse so- <laughs> so- some Somali Mo- yeah yeah whatever his name Jesse is Jesse Smollett. I've already yeah. forgotten him. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Uh no, but that's some crazy. Uh, yeah. No, Everyone I mean, listen, I don't follow her, so I don't mm-hmm. know what her patterns are, like, if she's someone to sort of overshare like this on <laughs> social media, then okay, but uh, it, it's just, it's so unprofessional, like, how
1: did she even make it this far, like, the show is, like, what, on its, like, 10th season, yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot, I think maybe this is, it's last, and it's 7th or 8th, I believe, so, yeah, and yeah. one of the castmates commented, like, hey, I'm in Venice, if you're on the west side, like, let's hang out, you know." Seriously. He, so I don't know uh, what's going on, but I wanted to pose this story to Kyle to kind of dig into her chart to see if there's something interesting popping up. Right. Or maybe
8: it is re- retrograde and, like, there's something seriously, like, is this the Russians? I mean, truly. Oh, like, I just feel like a hacker
5: like would say something different, not so personal. Yeah, I just, I, there, I do not believe that this has anything to do with a hacker. Oh, really? Oh, at all. But you think, think this is a...
8: actually her having, like, a yeah. meltdown over? Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh.
8: I just, again, like I, you, like, I feel like in many ways I relate to her and that, you know, she and I were both on the um, 2014 uh, Top 10 Breakout Star list. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. By IMDb. And uh, so we both, you know, made little accepted speeches back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think we've definitely, like, kind of occupied these sort of niche uh, fan-favorite uh, uh, roles in a big freaking series absolutely, um, absolutely. and uh, so I mean she's managed to um, have a nice run of it uh, which I uh, wish I'd had, had but or maybe I still will yeah, you'll tell me that. yeah you have, to, <laughs> um, no, you have great stuff Okay, okay you but uh, I guess what I'm saying is like I know how I post is not like that like I I keep it real professional. Nobody knows my business. I mean, they're about to apparently, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Like, I keep it very like I mind my my uh, I mind my p's and q's, and I definitely don't berate my representation. Yeah. right. I mean, what is she trying to do? Like, that is career suicide just right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So but that's
1: what, is what I she don't doing? get. <laughs> What's going on?
5: Oh, my God. All right, we're going to dive into this crazy bitch. Love ya.
1: Sorry. C- crazy, beautiful lady, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, like... Crazy uh, in a good way, maybe. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean,
5: okay, Taryn Manning is a Scorpio Sun with a Capricorn rising. She's a feisty and powerful woman, and with her having that Capricorn rising, she's out to build an empire. However, it, it is extremely clear right off the bat what is going on with her, her here. So as I've been talking about it for months, we are in eclipse season, and anyone with a strong Capricorn or Cancer placement are being hammered right now. So, not only would Not
8: there... by, like, a power bottom. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately. Like, hammered bad. Yeah, Badly, not, probably. No bad or, or,
5: or... or it's taking them to the really positive ways, that, like, if they're in, they're in alignment and things are great in their life, like, that's why a lot of, like, Capricorns, Capricorns, and Cancers are, like, getting married, getting engaged, moving in, making big, you know, launches mm. in their career, you know, really... On their destined path because they're in alignment. Mm-hmm. They're they're on the right path. For people that aren't, they. I know some people that just went to rehab. I know some people that just went. Uh, had lots of shit like that happen, and that's what I'm saying is that like, they weren't in alignment,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and that's why, it, it's all being exposed. She's and not in alignment. Down. Exactly, and that's why the only reason I was saying that she's like a crazy bitch just because I feel bad for her, and I say bitch in the best possible way, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, so not only was there a solar eclipse in her partnership zone at the beginning of the month, there was a lunar eclipse on her ascendant as well in the middle. So literally everything is crazy and intense for her right now. Everything is heightened. Everything is just so, so overwhelming, and she feels like she has no control of what is happening in everything in her life right now, and that's literally what the eclipses are doing, and that's why I feel bad for her. Also, Mercury is retrograde, or backwards, in her house of partnership, and that means she's having communication breakdowns with important business and romantic partners and all of her collaborators. I'm not making this up. This is literally what's happening. And then, this is why she's feeling all sorts of chaos going up and just smoke is just blowing up around her. The last thing that I'm going to note, though, is that from her solar chart as a Scorpio, Mars, the planet of drive, aggression, and passion, is lighting up her career. So it's putting her front and center in front of a lot of people And she's building important patterns that are going to last for two years. However, Mars is a naturally angry and hot-headed planet. So that if there are certain areas in her life that are weak and need to be adjusted, specifically in her career right now, when it flies through this area, it's like a firecracker. And it explodes the thing that, that needs to be exposed and so that that person can grow from it. Uh, and this is literally, it's like the perfect storm for her right now, and, you know, things are going to improve for a brief little time for Capricorn and Cancer because of, you know, we're in these great months, but you guys are going to the ringer because you're, you're, your destiny is calling, you know? Like, the universe doesn't want these Capricorns and Cancers to be unhappy, with your, whether that's your rising, or, uh, rising sign or your uh, sun sign, but, like, if you're not on the right path and in the right relationships, it's just going to... Part.
8: And it's only going to be made worse by social media. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mercury retrograde. Dur- Ever doing like a campaign or like launching a bunch of stuff during mer- Mercury retrograde is such a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, yeah. uh, she's an extremely talented woman. I don't know what other um, outside forces could be affecting this. Um, I have no idea, so I don't want to speak. But you know, it could be some kind of substance abuse. This and that, like who? I mean, if you're gonna write something like that, let's be real. You you might be a little drunk or high on something. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. So you know. Is it still up? Um, I, you know, I'm not sure.
5: You're like, let's shock it.
0: I
1: mean, I'm I'm sure. i Social media train
8: ride. I
5: know, right? <laughs> um, but it make me feel so sad when I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Just
1: like. Hey,
8: No, a lot of people are like, oh, no, when I see that, I I immediately unfollow. I'm like, no, no, I make them, like, the top of my feed. like,
3: I want to see, I'm going to get that shit done to me right. It gives me, I'm, (laughs) like, very
1: much an empath, and I swear, (laughs) even over social media, it's like, I kind of enjoy... Sometimes reading people like fight over comments, but it gives me such anxiety. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I feel so bad. So, um, I really do feel, feel
5: bad for her. And I just, I yeah. feel like you hear it. You're like, I'm here for it. Like, I mean, yeah, like I'm like,
1: I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm like following her under the table right now. <laughs> Well, our next story in some happier news, Um, (laughs) Anne Hathaway just announced that um, her and her husband, Adam Shulman, are going to be having their second child. She's 36 years old, and she took to Instagram. Instagram is literally just like the new newspaper, apparently, for um, celebrities. She took to Instagram uh, this past week to announce her growing baby bump, and she's also really kind of becoming, um, trying to become a beacon of hope for women that have struggled with infertility because from the things that she said it seems as though she's struggled getting pregnant and she's basically said any women out there that have had fertility issues like I'm your friend now like I want to help and this and that and I don't want anyone to think that this was an easy road and one day I just woke up and you know I was pregnant again like it was a real difficult um, journey but she's there she's but pregnant helps being a bazillionaire yeah so they <laughs> I'm just exactly, say like exactly yeah
8: I, I have yeah, I mean, I know that fertility issues are a thing for real, but they're made less
1: a thing <laughs> if you can throw money at the problem.
3: A bazillion dollars. Uh, oh help. sure. Yeah.
1: Hundred percent. So, I um, if she's such a friend, will she <laughs> give me a loan? Yes. <laughs> Maybe pay for
0: some yeah. women's like I IVF for, for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead right now. But I'm
8: gonna need like a expedited,
1: uh, you know, for <laughs> Western Wait. Union staff. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I have some eggs to freeze, too. I'm not going to lie. Oh, um, so, yeah, I was just interested to see, like, <laughs> what in the stars, like, how uh, she, this part of her life is being lit up and her compatibility with her husband. And just talk a little bit about that.
5: For sure. So, Anne Hathaway is a Scorpio sun, Sagittarius rising. So, this is an interesting announcement for her. So, there's a few different factors that were going on. So, right now, Mars planet of passion and drive as well as the sun ruling life force, are in Leo. And this means that collectively these energies are radiating in the cosmos just generally. And Leo naturally rules children, childbirth, as well as creativity and romance. So that's a fun little thing to note, but obviously we're going to dive in more specifically for her. So I'm seeing these energies are, are affecting her in a public recognition sector now. So it may be interesting if she actually does continue to build more of a conversation about childbirth and the trials that come with pregnancy. because. That's what's highlighted. I'm anticipating that that's probably going to be a thing because this is a pattern that she's starting now. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the next thing for her, Jupiter, the planet of miracles and luck, has been going in and out of her ascendant this year. And it recently just crossed back into her 12th house of, house of privacy and healing. So just looking at that, this it appears that she's been doing some much-needed needed healing, needed healing, whether that be physically or karmically, and, and that's going to be like very, very important for her, so that's why even maybe she had to heal some, some things physically to make this happen. Uh, however, uh, the read I have on her, I think it makes uh, sense that basically everything that's going on with her is that she's launching for the next 12, 12 years by the things that are going to be really you know, significantly happening over the next year because it's going to go into her ascendance again, kind of as we, we've talked about before. Uh, what else do I have for them? Uh, oh yeah. Also, though, uh, the thing that I thought was the most interesting here is that her partner, Adam Schulman, is he's an Aries, and so literally right now for him specifically, the stars are literally aligned about children because Mars, Venus, and the Sun are are bringing a children to his attention right now.
1: Interesting.
5: Yeah, I thought so. So, and that was one thing that's like, if you're looking at like two collaborators or two like lovers, or two business partners, you can kind of see certain things that are happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. and so, you know, just kind of what's being highlighted, but yeah, for literally both of them, that that's what's happening.
1: Well, I'm, ha- I- I'm actually very surprised she's a Scorpio, I don't know why that wouldn't have been the read that I would have gotten, not that I know her, I just know her characters, but we talked about this last week, so typically, my personal opinion of Scorpios is that they are just... I, I don't like them. Um, they, Their energy is really intense. They can get very angry, vengeful, um, not a huge concern for others around them if you piss them off. Um, and so I, I've always kind of seen her as like a tamer person. But again, I don't know her. So mm-hmm. that's kind of fascinating to me that she is a Scorpio. I don't know. But well, I guess,
5: she's got the Sagittarius riding too.
1: But still, to me too, uh, Sagittarius is a little bit like I don't, like, one of my best friends is a Sagittarius, but they're um, not super, like, trustworthy to me either. So, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Anne Hathaway was my fake best friend. Like, but, <laughs> you know, in real life, it seems we would not be very compatible friends.
5: I mean, I do think that there are, you know, looking at her moon sign and also those kinds of things would be helpful, especially looking at a very personal one-on-one connection with someone because, mm-hmm. you know, you do want to align a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, you're never going to date, so there's certain things that are off the table that are, are not going to be apparent to you that would not be significant, but, you know, looking at, you know, let's say, let's say we would look at the ways that your careers would be aligned, or that, like, even just from a friendship basis, well, you might have so much in common there, and maybe you guys are even, like, connected in partnership ways with, like, let's say your Venus is a fr- across from her, you know what I mean? So there's there are a lot of, you know, very complex things that happen in, you know, Sinastri and, like, combining two people's charts, but...
8: I'm gonna hold out for that loan. Fought <laughs> yeah, yeah. in her court, Anne. If you're listening, um, hell yeah, get
1: back at me. You know,
5: I just, we
8: can uh, totally be friends, but it'll cost you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right there yes. with you. And maybe we can make this work. That's oh my God, I love say. it. Well, congratulations to the new happy family. Um, our third story. So this is one that you might be like, "Who are these people?" But we'll explain. Um, so Bella Thorne. Who is an actress, big influencer? She's she's not a millennial technically. What's the what's the one after us? Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z. Um, she's basically Baby, yeah, Yes, a child. She's you know she's like 21 years old. Um, so she's come out in the media over uh, the past couple of weeks as um, pansexual. So a lot of people, you know, are you know bisexual, heterosexual, homosexual. So she's just homosexual. like all the sexes? Isn't so that she's, what pan means? Yeah. I, I mean, okay. do, do, are, are you familiar with like the term pansexual? It's just any being? Because that scares me. Like, Oh,
8: it's not that she has all the things. It's that she likes all
0: the
1: things. She yes. likes all of the things. Yes. It's called being a slut. <laughs> I mean... I'm sorry. You're right. I don't know who this is. <laughs> She is a bit promiscuous. Um, you know, she's been in relationships. She was in a relationship this past year with a guy and a girl at the same time, um, and it was kind of a thrupply thing, but she was the only one that was hooking up with everybody. Um, so she's very open. I was like <laughs> She's very open sexually right now. She is with a guy, and he's like an Italian pop star, and his name is Benj- uh, Benjamin Mascolo, and she just she falls in love very fast, and... She's just very, like, you know, this is who I am. Now now How, she's Why sexual. should we know her? Um, Bella Thorne, she started off as Disney or Nickelodeon, and so she has a lot of, like, very crazy baggage going on there from right. that because she was oh, one God. of the kids that was extremely um, messed with. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically does, like, I swear, ten movies a year um, that are, like, a lot of, like, young, like, YA, um, romance. You know she's like millions and millions of Instagram followers. You'd probably recognize her if you saw her. yeah, so, I've just totally alienated all people like <laughs> fourteen and under. <laughs> well, she right? no, I mean the thing is is that I think Bella Thorne is kind of a fascinating person to look at because she's admittedly that she's extremely damaged um in a lot of different ways and she's dealt with those things and in different ways and so now she's pansexual and it just kind of I don't even think it was a planned thing that she wanted to be like I'm coming I was pansexual but she was just like yeah I basically like everybody so um listen I can
8: imagine like well I'm not but I can imagine being a lesbian but making an exception for a Italian pop star I mean come on you know what I mean like that would make me bisexual too I think (laughs) I I don't know. I got a thing like that for a time. Yeah. Who doesn't? (laughs) I mean, I would definitely be down. Right, totally. Right? Uh, But it doesn't, I don't know. It does sound like, it does, you know, when people have baggage like this from Mm -hmm. their past, they tend to act it out in, you know, sexually like this. And so I'm not surprised to hear that she came from, you know, Disney. Yeah, um, Disney owns Fox now, so I'm probably next. <laughs> I'm I'll, like, too I'll be like old uh, them. I'll, I'll be all the things by <laughs> the end of this
1: podcast
0: at some point. Right. Well, right. it's just it always. Finally.
1: I think uh, the term pansexual now is something to be discussed because there are people. That you know go by they and they don't identify with the gender, so it's like so it's like because otherwise I don't really understand how being pansexual is different than being bisexual. Um, right. I but either. oh, because there's other things. Exactly. Add, so I uh, guess it encompasses
5: yeah everybody. Well, I mean the thing is it's like you know I am LGBT and I do have a lot of friends that are very you know uh, involved in and in, you know activism and all sorts of different kinds of parts of the community and. And the thing is, it's like I respect whatever someone wants to be and say they are and, and, and how they how they live and give love and receive it and whatever yeah. that makes sense for them, you know. I actually had someone last year tell me that they were asexual and, and discuss how they're just they're just not sexual at all. They have no interest in any romance with anybody ever. They never have. Yeah. They never ever want anything whatsoever. They don't I gave masturbate. him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
8: I mean, I believe it, and I'm a huge LGBT advocate and yeah. ally, so I get it. And but I think in moments like these is when I really do feel my age. Like I am knows I am not a zygote. <laughs> like I, am, <laughs> I, I am. I'm. What was it, Jenna? Whatever. The point is.
5: I mean, you're. I think you're. You're on the cusp of millennial and Gen X. Uh,
0: oh,
8: okay, cut. But yeah. like, I'm not. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> You're
0: like hell no, no, I don't want to put in the label.
8: No, but I mean, I I guess what I'm saying is like, again, I was a grammar teacher at one point, and so when people are like, "they is," and I'm like, "no, no, <laughs> they is plural." <laughs> don't no no no. So you know, I don't think that makes me uh, insensitive. I think it makes me a grammar Nazi, and I totally own that. Like. That's
1: just how I was raised. <laughs> totally,
5: totally. Well, I get that, I get that. I, yeah, I mean, it's, and, I don't know. I mean, she's she's got an interesting chart, so I think we can... Yeah, mm. let's see well. what's
1: going on with her. For sure.
5: So, Bella Thorne is a Libra, and one of the things that we know about Libras is that she's they not love... not balanced. <laughs> no.
1: Sorry. I'm a Libra, so... <laughs> oh, okay. But she's not. Yeah, I don't know. Really just saying. it.
5: No, if I'm just not. It's a little wacky. Either. either. Okay. Yeah. Libras are lovers of love, so that they're extremely romantic, they're ruled by Venus, they've always got that kind of flow... Um, they also can at times be hedonistic, and not- are notorious for having multiple a multitude of lovers because they like options. Right. And however, the thing about them is that they crave partnership and thrive well in partnerships. So that's why they're always either trying to like find the right person. Or they can adapt to the right person, or keep their options open until someone really impresses them. Does that make sense? I mean, you can do mm-hmm. that, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Um. I. I guess I am a lover of love, but I. You I'm are old. totally. I know. I. I feel just. How like... How could you be me, a hater of love? Um. Just because love hasn't always done right by me. Some bitter hoes oh, out there. True. There are
5: some bitter okay. hoes out there. I, I'm, a a ho. <laughs> I'm a bitter hoe. Hate.
1: I'm a bitter hoe. I don't think you are. I'm turning into a bitter hoe. Oh God. Especially after my last text conversation with that Not boy. Not after this weekend.
5: Right? ay yeah, okay. She's going to be laid all up in here. No, I literally said it. to
1: Kyle and my girlfriends last week, and I was like, I think I'm actually, like, it's making me sick that I haven't had sex in so long. Like, I feel like I'm coming, I, I, I need it for my health. So, um, I mean, I do too.
5: I I feel better when I'm actually, like, I mean, I I cannot just have sex with someone random. I can't, like, I... There's a lot of people that can and that's amazing.
1: Unless them. he's, like, one of my like celebrity, you know, or the hottest guy in the entire world, then I'll do it. I
5: mean, I I don't know. I think
4: about it, but
5: but
8: <laughs> again, like, and I'll make an know. exception for an Italian pop star, <laughs> yeah, if right? They're listening,
5: <laughs> right? If they're listening, yeah, Benjamin. Hey, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it's
8: but I don't want whatever she's got, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sounds like just a petri dish person,
5: <laughs> you're probably right. right, but yeah, no, but I but like, I mean, I feel like. You know, sexual energy is also creative energy. It's also, it just, it's it, it gives your health, you, you know, more power. It gives you more power. It gives you more confidence. Your, your skin looks better. Your are everything about it. And, but, you know, that's why it's like when I'm, like, dating someone, we bang, like, 75 times a day. Oh, my God. But, like, when I'm not, I'm like, <laughs> it's like I'm just, like, seeing the tumbleweeds, you know, just, like, I sometimes I call them ass cobwebs. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I know this is a really gross image, guys. Sorry. But, like, I
4: mean, it's just, like,
5: Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm so excited because I'm going to clear that shit out. Good for you. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, yes, so, uh, yes, Bella Thorne. She can sometimes be, become dependent on someone but also will fall in and out of love rapidly. Uh, and she doesn't also like to get too bogged down into her emotions. She loves the happy emotions. She loves to have fun. But she can have a dramatic streak within her because she's a Libra. And we all know a Libra that is a co-host on this podcast. So... What is that supposed to mean? If you're fabulous as app, <laughs> but, like, you do have a dramatic streak to you. Of course. You I sent really? a guy a thing in, that said...
1: I didn't mean to send it to him. I know,
5: but you were going to.
1: I, okay, if he, yeah, which right. he did. So <laughs> you know, it, I would have been fine with the whole thing if I didn't write the caption. If he ever asks me out again, that's the part that I'm like really dying over. Um, but yes, okay. I suppose we are a bit dramatic.
5: But it's, but drama isn't a bad thing. Anyways, uh, whole
1: career, out of it.
4: right? Right? Totally.
0: Yeah.
5: Totally. Totally. So the thing that was I thought really interesting here is that Uranus, the planet of liberation and change, has moved into Bella's sector of intimacy. And it will continue to be there for seven years. So this means that she's focusing on new kinds of partnerships. Wait,
8: what is in, in her anus for seven years?
5: <laughs> <laughs> a petri dish. Oh, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like I mean, it's literally Uranus, the planet, shaking everything up, and so <laughs> like all of that's going on. Um, also, there was a big solar eclipse in her fame and recognition sector in July, which, which means that she's going to be uh, shaking things up for herself in this realm. However, you know, astrologically, no one becomes an adult until they pass their first Saturn return, which takes place around 27 to your early 30s, and so she's 21, so like, yeah, she's got a lot of learning to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, However, with these very specific factors being highlighted, we can also see one more that's really noteworthy for now. Uh, And this is actually a prediction that I have with us. Okay, so Mercury, planet of communication, and the mind has been going backwards in her fame and career sector right now. And this could actually affect her in a few different ways. So if she has previously considered herself pansexual publicly to friends or close contacts uh, and she's going back to it, then this is a great time because she's announcing that and it's going, going public and that's that's fantastic. Because, you know, it, maybe it wasn't blasted on all of her stuff, but maybe it was kind of pretty generally known that she was pansexual. Yeah. However, if... This is a new development, and she just made up her mind about this. <laughs> She's literally going to change her mind about it in a couple weeks, and <laughs> yeah.
8: that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. you know, like people being like, so
5: "I'm how following
1: her on Instagram."
5: <laughs> You're like, "Where's this drama?" I'm... Yeah,
1: it's actually yeah. Um, quite entertaining, so I would suggest that follow very yeah. much. Oh
5: man, um, All right, So to finish up her compatibility, so Mod Ma- son.
1: Which it's is her ex. They, they just broke up. He was one of the three of her kind of open triangle relationship that she had going on. There she was the center. Yes, yeah, of
5: course. Uh, this person's a Pisces. Uh, Tana Manjo is a Cancer, and Benjamin Mascolo is uh, Gemini. So I don't have their rising signs, but just right off the bat, Libra can find it really difficult to fully understand the, the very emotional and sometimes broody nature of son and Tana. However, Benjamin, Othello air sign, will provide the fun, uh, be kind of furious and exciting. This is a great energy that's going to really align for her, so I actually do see things going really well with him. And you know, he's a Italian pop star. So There you go. Right?
0: Yeah. All right. Right.
5: Safe. <laughs> That was going to work for a while. Yeah.
1: Well, lastly, uh, for these segments, we have our Celeb WTF of the Week, which isn't really a love thing, but it's more of a family thing, so... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the TV show The Hills um, on MTV. So it was it just got rebooted. It was a big thing in the 2000s, um, and it just got brought back to MTV. Spencer Pratt um, is married to Heidi Montag, and they met on the show back in the day. They are just basically pop, ultra, pop culture, like millennial icons-ish. He has a sister named Stephanie Pratt, and the reboot of the show The Hills is currently going on. And Stephanie just came out to say that she will not be returning for the second season. Um, her and her brother have had a crazy amount of turmoil while these reality shows have been going on. And it's sad that it probably started from the cameras asking for drama, and it's turned into, like, we literally hate each other. My brother, my sister, is Satan, is the devil. I hate that person. It's very unfortunate. Um, and it's the
8: hills of a reality show. Yeah, it's
1: a reality show. Got it yeah but it was like basically one of the first kind of it came out later that it was kind of a scripted reality show oh they all are yeah very much so um but with this there is she's literally leaving she left the country after the hills ended the first time and moved to london she came back for the hills this time she's going back out of the country she's just she has this hate thing with her brother and they say the most horrendous things about each other and it's it's very sad so i brought it up because it's like why would siblings hate each other this way and butt heads this way
8: because they have producers like literally goading them on i mean i don't know i just yeah you know i have friends in reality television and they literally will get texts like at the table you know, we're at a dinner party, and the texts say, like, oh, ask so-and-so about such-and-such, such, knowing that it's going to yeah. cause a, a confrontation.
1: Yeah, I feel like this, sadly, probably started as that, and then it turned into, like, an actual hatred of each other. Yeah. So what's going on with them? Well,
5: you know, this is definitely a sad story to hear about, because there's so much anger and frustration going on. First off, Stephanie Pratt is an Aries son with a Scorpio rising. She has two of the most aggressive and fiery signs right in her chart. Scorpios can never, can never let a grudge go and will attack until they destroy their en- enemies absolutely. Oh. Scorpio is ruled by Mars, the planet of war, and Pluto, the planet of destruction, where Aries are ruled by Mars as well. So there's an immense amount of fire going on there, and it just doesn't seem like it's ever going to end for her there. She just seems like she's got a lot of anger within, you know, as soon as she can narrow her mind on, on, on an enemy, they're an enemy. Spencer Pratt is a Leo, whereas Heidi Montag is a Virgo. So, you know, that's our combination here. Naturally, Aries and Leo, which are Stephanie and Spencer, tend to go well together. However, when fights go down, they're going to get explosive. Also, Spencer has has a Capricorn rising, whereas Stephanie has Scorpio rising. Again, typically these go well together and should blend. However, Capricorn can become cold and arrogant at times, which will just piss a Scorpio off who wants to cut your throat. And <laughs> you, and, and we'll just, sh, you know, sh, because the thing is, the, the Capricorn's going to shut down and be like, no, I don't want the, all this anger and frustration. And the Scorpio is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, just all this anger. And so it just creates more and more, like, negative feedback back and forth, you know. And so, you know, we see that also, you know, Heidi being a part of this equation is that she's a Virgo. And Aries and Virgo, again, don't typically align because Virgo are going to be, whenever you know, faced with conflict, are going to be a little bit more passive aggressive, whereas Aries are just going to be aggressive. So this is why Stephanie even sees her as an enemy too. So sadly, you know, I don't, I don't think this, this war is ever going to end. You know, we did dive into Spencer and Heidi's compatibility a, a few weeks back. So if anybody's interested in that, make sure to check that one out. Yeah, they
1: Kane
8: Cain and Abel.
1: I know. Maybe in the next life, guys. I guess for now, it's better to be on opposite sides of the world. Um, well, on that note, let's get into, of course, our special guests. Um, please reading. I don't know. about anyone but myself.
8: <laughs> no, I'm just embarrassed. I don't I literally did not have a TV until I was on it. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, I should have something to watch myself on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so consequently, I have like these entire like dearths of knowledge in sure. literature. So well, we have some good stuff for you. Oh, good.
5: Totally. All right, so Naomi is a Sagittarius rising with an Aquarius sun. So for the rest of your life, you're going to read Sagittarius and Aquarius. Okay. So those are both. So they're like half and half of your chart. And you didn't know that before you started
8: No, I knew I was an Aquarius, but I didn't know anything else.
5: Okay. So you are actually in a massively important year, one that is going to lay important seeds for the coming 12 years of your life. This is because Jupiter, the planet of luck and miracles, is in your ascendant. When this happens, massive new opportunities and beginnings occur – naturally, certain magnificent things occur that are like, you know, or some things are going to fall into your life. You know, some people get pregnant. Some people find their true love, whatever it be. However, everything in your life is blessed with right now. So you can have it all, but this is the only time for 12 years that you can. So this is why you have to lay these seeds. And this, I actually looked this up. This began in December 2018 for you, and it's going to last until January 25th, 2020.
8: We, uh, sorry. You only have a little bit of time okay, left to it have it it started off. in December 2018. Yes. And it ends?
5: January 25th of 2020.
8: So that's a little over Got two it. years. I gotta go.
5: You gotta, know for real. <laughs> and that's what the thing is here is that, like, you know. Oh, you,
8: but it, la- okay, so this window is only three years long, but then it.
5: Oh, no, it's only a year. it's,
8: it's it was two years. But then you said something about 12 years.
5: Oh no no no! This is the beginning of it. So this this you just have to launch the seeds for it. Like so like let's say you're like I want to get married, or I want to be in a domestic partnership, or and I also want to have a baby, and I also want to uh, have my own show that I'm a showrunner on Netflix. I also want to be I want to own a house in Italy, or I want to travel the world. Whatever those things, all of those things, make that list now, and make the actions start to come into fruition. You don't have to get all of them but all of the doors to all of those things are open right now for you.
1: So I was thinking about this earlier in that I I think it's similar in a way to fertility kind of, right? Like there's certain times of the month that women are more susceptible to get pregnant and to have babies. And so if you, you know, have sex, then you might be able to create that thing that you're trying to create. That's why couples do that. So in a way with astrology, it's like you have this amount of time to put down the seeds to get those things that you want. Right. But if you don't, you know, do the work then, then that door closes and it's not going to be as easy later.
5: Exactly. Aren't you proud of me? Yeah, no, great job. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, So that's why it's like, you know, make sure that you're bringing in abundance in all of these areas of your life. And you know, this is a, such a you're, you're gonna have another like 20, 2021 is gonna be really badass for you too, though, because Jupiter's gonna be in your sun sign. But technically, the beginning chapter of your life is right now for the 12 years, okay? So, there's that. Uh, when it comes to also natural luck that I'm seeing for you this year, you're uh, I'm also seeing a great deal of steps toward your most important hopes and dreams. And you will actually notice that your networking capability will, will increase this year, and already has. And you will see your friends and social net- network open a great many doors to you. Lean into your network because they will help you thrive. You may even find brand new besties that just like you didn't expect how your life was before. You know, but these people, the people, are going to be very important for you now. So there's that. For your career, we have a new moon in your career and fame sector on October 27th. Delay your most important endeavors in the days after that because this is going to help really see a lot of what's going on in 2020 for you. However, Mercury is going to be retrograde in November, which is right when that window is opening. So what this specifically works for you is that it's actually going to be better to go back to old projects, old producers, old directors, old collaborators, old contacts, all of that because you're going to see more luck. In that. And it's also going to show that you're going to be working with them a lot again in 2020. Maybe that
1: means going back to American Horror Story okay. again for the totally. new season. Hmm.
5: Totally. Amazing. So there's that. Uh, now for love. July 31st is a new moon in your partnership and commitment sector. So this is opening an important day to, or, uh, door to you in your marriage options and crucial business contacts.
8: Tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> or today?
5: Yes. Huh. So for 10 days. Okay. Yes. So this is a great time. To, if you have a partnership, make it work a little bit better for you. You know, negotiate what you need to discuss. If you don't, uh, you can, you're can. you more likely to find long-term important connections. Um, so, like, go on, and you know, the right dates. Ask your friends to hook you up with somebody that you think that would really be work for you. You know, those kinds of things. Also, if you want to improve any sort of like negotiation with like an agent, a manager or get a better agent or manager. This is a good time to do that. Mm. So keep all of this energy here. Uh, there's a full moon in your sign on August 15th. So expect that you're going to be standing in the limelight around this time, so a couple days before, a couple days after. This is connected to your hopes and dreams and the things you were laying in the beginning and the middle of February of 2019. So you're going ex- you're going to really see how these same patterns, same people, same things really coming back around now, and you're, you're, you're basically seeing the harvest of them, and if they haven't come to a harvest as you want, you're going to change direction, and you're going to, to still, you know, want to move towards those hopes and dreams, but this is going to be the moment where you can assess that and be in the sun. Mm. Uh, the biggest moment for love for this year is going to be around December 11th, uh, because you're going to be feeling very, very romantic around then. Uh, if you're single, plan some very important dates around that point in time if you are taken, do something really, really special for the two of you. And it's just going to really just allow you to fall more deeply in love. And, and yeah, so there's that. Obviously, you know, uh, if you have any questions or anything, you can always let me know. You, got my, you can text my ass, or you can okay. e- email me. Well, or yeah, I don't want
8: to bore our listeners with the intricacies of my, you know, s- s- secret life.
0: But
8: <laughs> yeah. I am a little freaked out about the fact that things are happening today that I need to act on.
1: Um, well there's and a yet, reason why you're here. Do you know for what real? I mean that today? True. That like that's the, that's how the universe works. It didn't just do... we didn't do it to scare you. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like you're here to know this. But Mercury is still in retrograde. So it's over tomorrow, isn't it? August 1st, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
5: It's uh 30th the 31st. Oh. The new moon and the, the, the retrograde happens on the, the
8: 31st. I guess I'm just concerned that I might be in a similar situation to you in terms of the, uh, you know, I mean, I haven't sent, like, a wrong text with a stupid gift (laughs) to the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I definitely have suffered this retrograde in terms of, like, loss of communication and just sort of general breakdown and sort of crossing lines. Yeah. And so I'm nervous about acting on anything until it's truly, we're out of the woods.
5: You only have one new moon in your marriage and commitment sector a year, so if you don't do it now, it won't happen again until 2020. You have to do it now. It's like the 31st. Well, just in the, in the coming days. Okay. okay. Open to start laying the action there. Like I said, you don't have to suddenly be engaged, but you need to be like, hey, I need to be hanging out with... That I, I may want. have to
8: become pansexual <laughs> to make that
0: happen. <laughs> I would have to seriously open my
8: options.
0: <laughs> like by 50% of the population. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. See, you and Bella Thorne do have something in common. Hey, I'm open. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Call me. Right, That's awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love
1: it. Well, uh, before we wrap up today, we, of course, um, I forgot to tell you this at the beginning of the episode. We do a fun game of Bang, Mary, Kill, three people that um, are Leos Ooh. because it's Leos mm-hmm. right now. Okay? So, I am going to, so, you know the game kind of, right? yeah. 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 Okay. Tom Brady. Joe the Jonas. Football yeah, the football, the the one married to Giselle, the supermodel. Okay. So Tom Brady, Joe Jonas, the middle of the Jonas brothers, we can pull up some picks. Okay, yeah. And <laughs>
8: <laughs> I'm sorry. I
1: really am so bad at this. No. Um and lastly, we are going to do um, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Harry Potter. Okay. Usually, I'll
8: be honest, usually when I play this, it's, like, with my (laughs) co-stars, like, amongst the cast. Oh, that's not awkward at all. Yeah, it's, uh, got it, just, I know this person. Now, wait, Tom Brady, didn't, isn't he super right-wing, or, like, uh, he uh, he done some things
1: that um I think actually it was with football he broke some rules. Oh, he
8: was he on the knee.
1: Yeah. So, or no, I, I don't think it was the knee. It was um the, the he deflated a ball or something and he wasn't supposed to because I don't know.
8: I mean that makes me want to marry him. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I said, now I'm worried that maybe.
1: Is he a Bronco? He's a
8: Tom Brady he's a fan. is oh God. I, I mean I don't even know who he is. He's like run.
1: Him. He's won four Super Bowl championships. Oh. New England, uh, the Patriots. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to marry. Good, good call. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I'm not <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> um. And then we have Daniel Radcliffe, aka oh, Harry Potter. Oh, and then I would
8: bang the Jonas brother. Yeah. And kill the Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, for me, I am going to marry Joe Jonas because I just love him, and he's married to Sophie. They, him and Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. They just got married actually, and I think she's very cool. So I'm gonna marry Joe, um, and I think honestly it'd be kind of funny to be like I banged Harry Potter <laughs> and to tell people. So I think I'm gonna bang Daniel Radcliffe, and I'm gonna kill Don Brady because I don't know why, but. For some reason, I just, even though he's huge and tall, I have this, like, feeling he might have a small penis. I don't know. Oh. So, um, not like we should kill people with small penises. You know, everyone deserves love. And he gets plenty of it from his supermodel wife, Giselle. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? He's usually the typical pick, so I'm going to gonna kill him. Kyle?
5: All I feel like I, I'm i going to go, I'm going to bang Tom Brady. My
8: husband. He
5: can, and and, and it's funny because like Monster Chop is, is a lot like him, so mm-hmm. I know how it feels. Um, oh Jesus. Um, And then uh, I'm going to marry Joe Jonas because I think he's, I don't know.
4: He's my favorite chop, He's top and he's
5: fun and he seems, he's like really hot right now and he seems like a good guy. Mm-hmm.
8: Well does husband flop? Yes. <laughs> right? <Fine>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're still you're going to kill
1: Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs>
5: and Daniel, sorry, buddy, but we're just going to let you pass. Cool. Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week. And of course, thank you to our special, special celebrity guest, Naomi, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was super fun. Where can everyone find you on uh, social media so maybe they can stalk you? Yeah, there you go. You never
8: know when I might go off and do something in, <laughs> epically
0: insane.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm following. I'm following. Correct.
1: It. Um, I met Naomi W Grossman awesome um, and you guys can follow me Sam Davidson at Samd 43 on Twitter and Instagram and um, also on Astro Peaky at Astropiki radio on Instagram and um, special announcement Kyle I haven't told you this yet um, so I hope that you're free tomorrow but um, we are going to be appearing tomorrow night on um, psychic medium Rebecca fearings podcast dancing with ghosts She's one of the biggest mediums in the world, and she is going to be actually having us on tomorrow on her show, and it's on, like, L.A. Talk Radio. It's a big thing, and it's also video, so I'll make sure to check that out.
5: Sounds super fun. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at my thing right now. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, no, I'm super pumped, so definitely check us out. Uh, I am Kyle Thomas, and you can follow me at MR, Kyle Thomas, on Instagram, as well as Kyle Thomas on Facebook. Also, shout out to Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. Thank you for being our partner, and make sure to check out our live shows there as
1: well. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology.